Be brave enough to fight off despair. If you're a Gundam pilot, a new type, you can do it. Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we are coming to you with uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta episodes 27 and 28, which are both conveniently titled Lena's Blood. With us this week we have Scotty P. Contrary to the episode's title, it starts with docking and... Despite being in the desert, we are not doing anything involving blood for oil. And I would say Luke, but he's not here yet. He might show up halfway through the episode. We'll see. He is with the Karaba forces. Yeah, he is not part of uh, the Gundam team right now. He is is uh, on the Argama, going to meet up with the uh, Gundam team eventually. So uh, we'll see you soon, Luke. So, we uh, started off the episode. Um, Lena has dropped a a glass absentmindedly after she's watching some fireworks. Uh, Presumably, they're somewhere in Dakar, like at some palace, whatever. Yeah, it's all just inferred from the setting because they start with the couple of Neo-Zeon ships at dock. So, you just have to know from that and then the general cityscape and design from Zeta that it's Dakar. It never really tells you that. Nope. So um, we get to see a nice little Neo-Zeon parade. It has Mineva and Haman in it and some others, including uh, Glimmy. Um, and they're, you know, going down the street. They're, in, in, you know, uh, very reminiscent of kind of the original uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. I think there was like a parade that Showed it might have been from Origin or something too, but it's just yeah. showing like the 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 parade down the the city street. Yeah, and actually, in thinking about Origin, it was funny because Maneva's got the like protective glass around. She got the Pope mobile, the car. But in Origin, the, that car gets blown up from the inside with um. <laughs> Doz- true. Dozel and the other guy that gets killed that I don't remember his name because of that. yeah. The, the original brother, the one that was supposed to be in charge of everything. Brondo. Yeah. That wasn't his name. Whatever. <laughs> um, so we also see that Rue and uh, Bicha and Mondo are in the city, kind of sneaking around, watching the parade, seeing where they're going. Uh, and it heads into this compound, uh, which is where we saw Lena start off at. Um, so... Judo says that he has found out there's going to be a party at this house uh, and that they are planning to infiltrate it. Um, and he tells Elle in this this conversation that they're having together that he wants uh, her to leave the Gundam team after they're able to save Lena and that uh, basically he is going to continue fighting with the Gundam team in order to take care of him and or L and Lena and get them far away from war as possible. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of like what Judo's plan is. He's like, take care of the women's and uh, keep fighting himself. So Yeah, and then the there's a beat here. Like L tries to get out something right before they get interrupted. She says something about wanting to be by his side, but doesn't yeah. get to really finish the sentence because then pull... Um, Shouts up, says, hey, Rue's group is back. Dinner's ready. 
And uh, it's just, uh, it's kind of interesting. Everyone is thirsting over judo at this point. Well, it, and it's interesting too, because I can't, I can't remember the exact context of it. Um, but there, there was like a conversation, like two or three episodes back where they were talking about judo and his dedication. And I think it was when Wong was bitching about judo, like, oh, once he saves Lena, he's just going to get the fuck out of here. So why are we relying on a pilot who has this type of motivation? And uh, there was a few comments around that where they were like, no, judo's like, he's in it for the long haul. Like he's not that type of person. And this is kind of uh, reiterating that fact from a few episodes ago, which I thought was a nice little like con- continuity that you don't always see between uh, episodes. Um, so we we flash back to Lena, uh, who is now with Glimmy, and he tells her that he is going to debut her into Neo Zeon's high society at this party. She is going to formally become uh, waifu number one for him. Hey, listen here, it's time for your debutante ball. <laughs> It's it's just so weird. Like I like I try to like first of all, I don't know people that do this type of thing anyways cuz what was it uh, uh one of the new uh Sasha Baron Cohen movies. It was the the um Borat movie where like he goes to uh this like southern ball thing where it's like a formal with all these kids and everything and it's just like a bunch of like quote unquote southern people like no this this still happens there were a lot of people at my high school that it wasn't super duper crazy formal at least it didn't seem that way maybe it was for their parents or something but they would go to cotillion yes which is that's mm -hmm, which is basically a debutante ball just not by that name yep yep so yes this is this is uh lena's cotillion apparently um and like i just i can't imagine people doing this but i'm sure I, I mean, obviously, it's a thing. I just don't travel in those circles, apparently. I mean, a, a quinceañera would be more relatable, I think. Like a sweet, sweet 16 or something? You, you know, the quinceañera? It's like a, it's kind of like a sweet 16, but it's in more of the, like, Mexican-Spanish yeah. tradition. Yeah. But it's for, you know, it's 15, because quince. Yeah, I don't, I don't speak that language. <laughs> Well, thankfully, none of Gundam is in Spanish. Yeah. We'd have issues. Yet. Yet. <laughs> We're not that to that part of the episode yet. Um, yep. So, Paul is uh, is pissed that Judo is leaving without him. So, as as, as you know, every time Paul gets pissed about something uh, related to Judo, she has to chase him and ruin things. So, um, you know, put your bookmark here, guys. Um, so, Haman and Neva enter the party. Uh, and Haman introduces Mineva, uh, and she's really pretty silent. Like she, she's voiceless in this in this part of the episode. Um, but one of the cool things that we we see is there's a uh, very brief comment about body doubles as they as as they enter the episode, and it's just left there. Um, but again, put your bookmark here, folks. Um, a random bystander in a party that never said anything before or does after makes a one-off remark about a main character. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, everyone seems happy. And then, um, during this party and then Lena starts sensing something while people are clapping, you get like this ghost hand claps system. And it's just like really, or like, 
basically everybody fades out. You just see their hands clapping. And then Lena's kind of like having some new type flash type things where she's just starting to freak out. And then we see a flash to the Gundam team approaching from the ocean uh, during the party. Before we go too much further, I really noticed this. I I noticed it a little bit earlier in the episode, but especially at this uh, party scene, I took a note of it. The animation here, you know, the, the characters are all done by different animators on different episodes. So there's often some variation between their designs. If you go and look and and you can look online, people have done comparisons I've seen on social media of even some of the characters from double Zeta, where they can identify like who did the animation on an episode by taking stills of the characters. And you get a little bit of variation here and there, but on this episode in particular, the variance is pretty heavy. Uh, and some of the characters look uh, like way off model, like early in the episode when judo's, um, I don't remember if it's a core fighter or what that he's getting into, but he looks like, too skinny probably closer to how he should as a 14 year old because he's drawn as a grown man for most of the show. But, um, and then like, uh, Haman here in this scene, when she's introducing herself and Maneva, or when they first come out to the party to uh, greet these earth Federation grovelers, looks really off model. Like well, in all of their, yeah. all of their formal wear reminds me of like Star Trek first contact, uh, Vulcans. Like long dresses that just seem out of place. Like considering that they they normally wear, like their 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 military suit is like dress military suits, and then they're like wearing these fucking robes. The fashion sense on Axis, I I think it's meant to show us that it's a little bit skewed from yeah from the others because most of the other party goers don't look out of place at some formal fancy party but all the neo zeon people really do yeah they're different <laughs> see they're the ones invading can't can you tell visually yeah. huh huh yep so uh after we see the gundam team approaching from the ocean uh we start seeing lana freak out about um everyone lying like she's like oh everybody in here is lying and they're yeah, like introduced the- well yeah because because glemmy is talking to her about the people going up to Haman saying they're all from the earth Federation. They're just trying to curry favor. Yeah. And, but she starts sensing like the, again with the new type stuff, which I mean, I think we had seen some level of like new type interaction between Lena and, and judo before, but nothing, nothing indicating she was any more than maybe had some level of new type link to him. Um, but now she's like, her emotions are overwhelmed because there's so much dishonesty in the room and she just can't handle the amount of liars that are surrounding her. Um, Yeah. And there's some interesting imagery there too, where when she's looking at him on and Maneva, like when the shot goes dark, then they are engulfed figuratively in flames. Right. And it's, it's, it's weird. You know, she freaks out kind of, falls back a little bit or I don't remember if this is where she just actually faints. I think she just falls back and yeah, uh, it's, they never really get to this at any point. This is just my speculation. She's been hanging out with Glemmy a lot and you have to wonder, 
you really have to wonder with all the crap that Glemmy has, you know, we've seen him do with pull. Yeah. Uh, if there isn't something going on that Lena may be unaware of. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about this more. Um, I think it's the next episode, but I mean, you know, he, he did give pull drugs and things along those lines to like impact her new type ability. So it's not beyond the pale that he would do something similar to her. Right. Especially once he knew it was the sister of the pilot of the double Zeta. Yeah. He's, he's such a nice guy. Certainly he would never try to use that information in any kind of creepy way. Yes. Um, so just as Lena announces that she doesn't want to be, uh, like the liars in the room, um, pull shoots at the building. She kind of takes the, um, the cockpit over from Mondo and just is like, boom. And Mondo yells at Paul and says, you know, Judo would be pissed if you killed his sister. Right. And she's like, Oh yeah, that would suck. And like, she keeps firing. <laughs> this is pure chaotic energy. This is maximum pull because she's just sort of bored having to fly with Mondo and the mega rider. She's like, I have decided that right now is the time to start this battle. And he's like, no, it's not. We're way too early. Don't do that. And then she does. And remember the mega rider only has three shots <laughs> and she just burns through two of them. Like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Pull. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the Gundam team is able to actually bypass and blow up most of the perimeter defenses of the palace pretty easily. Um, and then Haman tries to take over the situation inside the party and says, Hey, this is going to be a demonstration of Neo Zeon's powers. You know, we're fully capable of dealing with this mess. Um, she, uh, she claims they drew the Karaba forces there on purpose to demonstrate the, the power of this. And you see Glemmy like cue the band to start playing as if this is, it's actually pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah, he handles the situation very well. Mm -hmm. Haman lies through her teeth, but, you know, then she goes over to Glimmy and says, you're dealing with the defense. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you and Maneva, GTFO. Okay. And at this point, Lena senses Judo. Um, so Judo gets caught oh, outside. And, oh, sorry. I had another note on the animation here. Uh, immediately after... Glemmy talks to Haman. He somehow teleports back to where Lena was in the same shot from a couple of minutes earlier. <laughs> uh, yeah. We yeah. could have just not put that two seconds of footage in. That's I, true. So, so judo, judo gets caught outside of his uh, suit. So he exits his suit uh, and heads towards the palace and he gets caught by some guards. Uh, but he's like, Oh, they're like, Oh, we're, He's like, I see the, the the mobile suits are over that way. He points like just some random way. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. And they turn around and chase after it. Um, Someone did not want to write a complicated explanation for Judo gets free of the guards. Now, the other options, he maybe just doesn't encounter any. I don't know. But yeah, they're really stupid guards. Um, I've been talking about the animation. The fight sequence, like the urban combat sequences look really good when yeah. they're not showing the people they those look good I, whoever they had doing the animation on this one they clearly were 
more or that team or whomever was maybe more specialized on the and the mech design mobile suit design side of things what's like so a second ago you said they didn't want to deal with uh writing a complicated story but then they write this story where rue just like grabs a, a mobile suit and chucks it into the fence to open up a path for judo so I mean that's that, pretty. I, that simple. was pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty yeah. simple, but it's, it's it was. I actually liked it. That was a pretty pretty cool way for them to get in. Normally they do something different, but hey, now they're using terrain to, to get into the building. Yeah, and you get to see that Neo Zeon for some reason still using DOMs. Yeah, do what you got to do. I mean, they can't all be brand new fangled prototypes. To me, that signals a little bit of the caught unaware didn't think there'd be an attack exactly right now that they're having to pull out doms. Like, yeah. were they in the corner of a hangar? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, judo sneaks through the hole in the fence, um, and just goes into the compound. Uh, and Lena senses him, Lent senses him some more. um, and she turns to Glimmy and says that she is sick and is about to, you know, pass out. Um, so he, she's going to head back to her room. Glimmy kind of says like, oh, well, let me let me send some people to, to escort you. And she's like, no, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to head out. Obviously the right thing to do for him. Um, yeah. So there's a, there's a couple of things that I thought were interesting here. For one, so when that Dom crashes down and they show the people inside the party freaking out because it's kind of close by and that's going to make a lot of noise and vibration. The first time I watched this show, uh, I thought one of the party goers there was Yazan just casually being reintroduced. He looks (laughs) so much like him. It's not him. It's not, but just one of the random background people, maybe someone thought his character was actually dead. Cause the first time I watched the show, I, I don't know if I was looking down or what I thought he was. Um, uh, uh, you know, and thought they'd re- recycle a model, but anyway, that just a, just a small thing. Glemmy brings something up that I don't remember if it comes up later, so I, I took a note of it anyway. When he's uh, just before Lena goes to talk to him, he's talking to these dudes at this table, and one of the things you don't know if he's serious or if it's just braggadocio, but he talks about how if they really got serious and wanted to, they could easily capture all of Jupiter's helium gathering ships, and. I just didn't remember if this comes up later or not. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, aside from the very, very end of the show, where like Jupiter and things like that are mentioned briefly, I don't. I mean, the it, only I don't, other, I don't the remember only time, being super important. If it does, it's but not. I figured I'd note it's it not. at least. Um, the only other time I think we've even heard anything. So I guess there's two other times. So we heard um, Sirocco obviously came from from Jupiter. And Chiraco um, was on one of the kinds of ships that Glemmy is talking about. Yep. Yeah. And then um, the guy that was in that pilot, oh man, the name is, this, it, he was the older pilot um, that piloted uh, one of the early suits that had bits. You know what I'm talking about? Chaliable. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he was originally from out there as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was posted with the Jupiter Energy Fleet. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's, there's there's some... We're linking back to shows here. Um, 
Right. So, yeah, she uh, obviously heads out uh, after she tells Glimmy she's sick and goes to try to find Judo. Um, and it's actually a pretty quick search because Judo's inside and uh, Haman is also sensing and running towards Judo. Um, so Judo is heading up some steps and he runs into Haman, who's up, up, up the flight of steps above him. Uh, holds a gun on him and uh, starts berating him, saying she used to have, you know, uh, such, uh, I don't know, wh- what was it she said? She used to have expectations for him or something along those lines. Um, well, so it kind of starts out with Haman talking about the you know, adults wagging their tails for Neo Zeon, they're the root of the evil, defiling the earth. And then she talks about staring out into space in the asteroid belt while the people on earth rushed to rebuild and um, they didn't care about the pollution they were, they were causing. And she can't they built forgive backwards. them for that. So she's, yeah. for some reason, starts just talking about her justification for this little invasion idea and then remarks to herself how she, when she's with Judo she can speak her mind without hesitation because I remember the last time she saw him, she was um, like doing things that would get you arrested in some States. So, um, but then judo kind of replies to all that. Like, yeah, you're not, you're still not it. Okay. I'm not. Listen, listen, cougar. I, I don't, I'm not into you. <laughs> he says he won't be her man. <laughs> Basically. Mm-hmm. And, and that, at that point, is when Haman's like, you just, man, you don't know how to go with the flow. That's going to mess you up someday. Then they really start to argue and Haman uh, shoots at his shoulder, which makes him fall back and, and like against the wall and drops his gun. So, Yeah, and, and this is something, uh, again, this is probably the third or fourth time we've run into one of these like mini themes that we're going through. And I think this is the first, first of many mentions. I mean, it's probably not even the first in regards to judo, but... Um, about him being overly emotional or relying on his mo- emotions um, to to drive like his motivations and how he's uh, acting and responding to things. So yeah, and I think this is the fourth time, maybe the fifth, that Haman has been in a situation of like a standoff with guns between Zeta and Double Zeta, and she always survives. Just look if you're ever at a point where you have to face Haman Khan. Do not think you can do this in like a gun draw or a gunfight. It clearly (laughs) does not work. Yep. Yep. So Lena runs up on them and uh, this is right after Judo gets shot. Um, And Haman, things click with Haman and she's like, oh, this this is Judo's sister. Like... Glimmy, and then she kind of starts mocking Glimmy. She's like, she's like, he couldn't do more with to take advantage of this. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, you 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 had he had her sister or his sister for the longest time, and he couldn't do anything. Uh, like, despite her running being his e- weakness, we're running an evil organization here, and you can't come up with an evil idea with the hero's sister, <laughs> right? Um, Yep, so uh, as she's mocking Glimmy, an explosion kind of sh- startles them all. Um, and Judo goes to try to grab the gun from uh, Haman. Uh, 
Uh, and this is another one of those scenes that I think is actually pretty funny. It's like, you see, like, so initially Lena's in front of Judo. The explosion has happened. Um, and and then Judo's, like, tussling with, with Haman to get the gun away. And then a second later, Judo's back in his original position. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Lena gets shot. Um. <laughs> this is, uh, I think we're supposed to just in, fill in the blanks and Haman pushes him away, but this is It not was well the original executed. position. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it's not a well-executed scene visually. It's really not. It was like it was like a half-thought-out idea. It was like they, they, they knew what they wanted to do. They just decided to animate about a quarter of it. <laughs> The the network said, you can't miss your deadline. And they said, well, we got some scenes that uh, they said, no, you can't miss your deadline. And they went, what do we have? <laughs> poor One poor little dude just like making like, because even the frames where they're like, they're tussling, it's, it's only like six or seven frames. Because it's like, it's very much like, like they show the pictures. And they kind of like flash the screen with darkness. And then there's another frame, flash the screen, there's another frame, flash the screen. And then Judo's back at the normal spot. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those episodes that I think if this was a show that was on now, that would be something that if you bought the Blu-ray, you would never know that happened on broadcast. Unless you went and watched that version, they would clean it up or fix it or finish it or something Completely like that. reanimate it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it in the garbage and totally redo it. Uh, but... This, as I know, now this might not be the case. Somebody might know better, but uh, I think I was three when this show came out, so forgive me if I'm wrong. I don't think they did any touch-ups or anything. I think what we're seeing is just what it is. If, if this is the touched-up version, there must have been a, a rush to get the VHSs out. <laughs> Laser discs. Um, all right, so... Um, yeah, so Lena gets shot, and then um, Haman looks kind of startled and upset about the whole situation and then judo starts new type raging um and he is so pissed and angry that everyone everyone in the show that we have met to this point senses how pissed off judo is um and and everyone gets like painted in red yeah, and um, Haman is terrified at this point. Like, she knows this ain't nothing to fuck with. Um, so she turns around and um, starts getting away. But Glemmy senses this as well at this point. As again, everybody senses it. But they focus in on Glemmy for a second. Um and then, right when we pop back to Haman and Judo, Judo has this like new type ghost pop out of him, and just like starts. It, and Haman just runs away. She's like, "Fuck this!" Um, yeah, well, th- so there's some interesting like sequence of things here. Um, yeah, you know, after all the Gundam team and Pole kind of sense this going on, and everything is red. It's like this Saiyan Kaioken like glow at first and 
you know, Haman's like, oh, stay away. And she starts to shoot and she's either missing or something about this aura makes the bullets deflect. It's not clear. Yeah. But. Well, it looked like she was shooting up. Like when I, when she did it. Maybe. Yeah. Again, the animations. Yeah. Uh, um, so, it, but in, at any rate, she was either firing warning shots or, or Judo was impervious to bullets with this, whatever. Uh, and at this point, also, the building is shaking. And these party goers are starting to panic. The chandelier falls in the reception hall. So now they're, like, I think, kind of figuring out this is not, like, some planned thing. I'm pretty sure that chandelier falls on a person. I didn't rewind to go look, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it does. Yeah. And, you know, Haman kind of staggers. And when that aura, like, shows up, she shoots at it. And it just goes, of course through it and hits the wall but yeah when she runs up the stairs it's like a panicked like victim in the horror movie fleeing for their life kind of thing i said the animation was bad but at least here you get that sense like yeah you've never seen haman like this at any point in the show and then you go cut the eno outside right he's just flying around in the uh the core top and he sees like a giant judo yeah, hologram looking thing above the reception hall. Well, so so the first thing you before you see the hologram judo, you see like a monster, ju- like a monster judo, and yeah, then like yeah. it grows, and when it flashes to Eno, then you see like the you know Haman in outer space, but judo on top of a building thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's kind of funny. It, it presents itself that way because at first it's very reminiscent of. It, look, if this all, if you're watching this and going, wow, wow, this is crazy shit. Double, double Zeta does dumb things. Did you remember the Battle of Solomon? It's very reminiscent of Dozel on top of the. Big oh, sand. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? This, we've seen this before. This is crazy, kooky space magic stuff, but it is not without precedent at this point in, yeah. in here. So. It, it obviously, I think, levels it up a little bit. But, I mean, every single show in Gundam so far has leveled up the new type stuff. And, it, I mean, it'll continue to do so. Even, you know, um, Char's Counterattack will take it another level. And then Unicorn will take it another level. Then, you know, <laughs> NT, you know, it just keeps going. I ain't doing this show for victory. But by the end of that, <laughs> dude, dude, new type crazy you know that doesn't have an explanation stuff it, it's a it ain't new it ain't new <laughs> yeah um yeah so Haman locks herself in a room all alone and starts to cry um she like bolts past some guards and shuts the door and just like kneels in front of a bed and cries um we see judo ultimate ca- rejection. This is ultimate get hit on rejection. <laughs> I like, want you to be my man. No, I will not be your man. Okay. I'm going to shoot your sister. All right. I'm going to turn into a monster and kill you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to show you, I'm going to exert so much new type pressure. You're going to go to your room and cry, but then be so afraid. You immediately decide I'm actually a very dangerous threat. You need to kill. <laughs> <sighs> Um, so yeah, we see, we see Judo carrying, uh, Lena in the, in the elevator. Um, but as the door opens, she says like, 
that she can walk. So um, he allows her to walk uh, with her. Um, she tells, they, they walk up to this section of where people are panicking and they're trying to get past the guards. And um, Lena, um, finally, it's her turn for the cotillion, I guess. And she says, I am acting on Glimmy's orders to return to the Satellon. Um and she, you know, invokes Mineva's name. She's, you know, she's really playing up her lady, tr lady training. Um, and the guards, like, totally eat it up. They totally eat it up. And they let her pass. And they even, like, compliment her on how, like, how how much of a Neo-Zeon lady she is and all well, this stuff. That's, that's because when she at first requests it, all of these other people that are trying to get out. Right, they're these party goers we saw were starting to panic, and they're trying to leave. And then these guards are under orders to keep people at this party because presumably that was something passed down to them when they're like, "We need to pretend this was planned." Yeah. Right, and so they're trying to say, "Go, go back, go party," and those people are like, "No." And then all of a sudden, someone walks up, name drops some people, and the guards are basically fully prepared at that point to be like, "Yeah, go ahead." And they're like, "Wait a minute, that's not okay." <laughs> And they and ostensibly know, know of Lena, too, because she travels in Glimmy's circle and everything. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's one of those things she introduces herself that way, but they probably knew who it was. Yeah. It's probably more about getting Judo to be, letting Judo go with her. Right. And uh, yeah, they all get mad. And then she is talking about how, um, hey, you dorks were. Like you're you're all here. Like you've basically turned over Earth to Neo Zeon. Like, who just go party? Like, who are you? Um, yeah, and then they're like, "Wow, you're so you're so inspiring. I'm so so proud to be part of this evil organization." Um, can I escort you back to Sadalon? And Lena's like, "No, dude, you're a guard. You stand here and guard. What's wrong with you?" Do your he's like, "Oh God, I'm so sorry. You're right. I'm just a fucking guard." <laughs> yep. So uh, Glimmy heads to Lena's room to find that she is gone and is like, no, she must have tricked me. Uh, and he goes after her to, to find her. Um, and this, at this point, we see that she is starting to, to fade a little bit. She is pretty, pretty injured. Uh, and th this kind of goes back and forth for a little bit with her. Like sometimes she'll she'll seem to be pretty fine, and then other times she'll seem to be on her deathbed. Moving yeah, forward, she is. They I, they don't don't know if they do a very good job showing this. You, it's hinted at that she's just kind of bleeding out, and yeah, and it is not controlled necessarily, or not controlled well. And because uh, you see, uh, like you know, one of the guards notices it when. Glimmy like shaking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So um, the soldiers are surrounding the, the core fighter that Judo had left behind. Um, and they stop him, and he's like, uh, this isn't good. And then we see the Aldumla show up in space, and they see it, and they're like, oh, this is more important than this part of the Devil Zeta. <laughs> <laughs> and they head off, and uh, Judo just gets into the core fighter and takes off. I, I feel like that's too simple of an explanation, but that's really what happened. 
<laughs> no, it really is. Yeah, it's just, oh, the Ardumla's here. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Let's just go. That that looks like an actual problem. They're launching mobile suits. This is a little fighter jet. We should probably handle that instead. Uh, and they're launching uh, they're launching GM threes, which is just it's it's another GM. It's the GM squad. It's uh, it's got more performance and a better reactor than the other GMs, and can attach more weapons. And somebody wanted to sell different GM model kits. Hey, you know, you got to improve the the engines of these things every once in a while. How else hey, do you I, sell a new model? I like the GM3. It's, I think it's neato. It's, it's kind of greenish, tealish. They retcon it into Zeta in the movies. So this is the first time we see it here, but they, they bring it back a little bit into the grips conflict. Yep. Um, so Judo comes under attack uh, as they've launched uh, to get out of Dakar. And... Um, you know, he sets off some flares to try to get everybody to come towards him so they can form the double Zeta and get the hell out of there. Um, and then we see uh, Rue run into Glimmy, who has very quickly gotten into his uh, suit, but <laughs> uh, but, she, but she quickly retreats um, away from him because she does not think she can handle him one-on-one. Uh, and, you know, she might just get, like, assault, sexually assaulted in the the suit with them um so judo gets hit and loses control of the core fighter uh, and they land in the water right outside of the city and they just kind of float and that's how the episode ends at this point yeah. and you get some uh cool footage in here too of ellen beach they're kind of pinned down uh but it's one of those rare non 08th ms team urban combat ground warfare sort of scenes. Yeah. Uh, you get a lot like, more of it in the next episode. And I really like, mm-hmm. like the scenery that you see there. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you get a little taste of it here because they're like Ellen Beach are pinned down in the Mark two and the Hakushiki. And then the Karaba forces show up and start helping. Like, it, it's pretty cool. This is not something you see in the Gundam shows a ton, but here it's not in universal cool. century for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this reminds me more of like, was it maybe Double O? You see a lot of it. Not Double. Is it Double O? There's. I don't know if there's a lot where you see not a, lot. a whole ton. I mean, yeah, there, you got to remember a city background is very complicated. Yeah, a, a lot of fights take place in the air or in space or in the desert or over the water because you don't have to go and try to go nuts on the background. This isn't Evangelion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The fights in cityscapes are very limited just because of the, I think the complexity of the background, like you're already doing a mecha show, a hand drawn one in this case, they, they try to keep something simple. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 28, Lena's blood. Yeah, I mean, you could just cut them together and they just... Yep. Um, So, Karaba sends out the GM squad uh, to back up the Argamas forces. And um, Haman's... uh, Haman orders the... orders it to be shut down. 
shot down. Um, it, which is like, this is one of the scenes where, you know, we kind of mentioned with the last episode, Glemmy made it to his suit really quickly. And that now Haman's like in full battle regalia in saddle. We don't know how much time has passed here. It could have been, um, it could have been 15 minutes. It could have been an hour or two. Um, we don't really yeah. get a good idea. You don't, you don't, but, uh, you know, you just saw the Adumla flying in and, now that it's launching more GMs, we get our first look at Hayato in this series. It doesn't feel to me like it's been very long, but I'm sure Haman has ways of, you know, getting ready and getting to. Yeah, I'm sure she's got plans when things go sideways that people can get her places quickly. Yeah. So it, it, you have to suspend a little bit of disbelief on the time scale, maybe. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. The Aldoom was circled the city a little bit. They're waiting for the runway to open. I don't know. Something. <laughs> uh, anyway, she's back on her ship. She's like, yeah, hey, uh, blow that blow that thing up. And then Hayato's like, nope, get real, real close to the water. Apparently the sea spray causes beams to disperse. I was a little like, huh? I, I almost read it as like they, because he was so low, like, I... The way the animation looked is, you know, like when you do some of those shots where you're talking about having to calculate the arc of the Earth, like it, I don't think they're that far apart, but that's the vibe I got from that shot is like, they couldn't shoot low enough that it would actually hit the ship because it's a laser going straight. Yeah, that's kind of what I got was that like the guidance couldn't quite get where it needed to because of all the spray like that. That was the best thing I could. I could think of because you know they do the logical thing next they just say well just use missiles which then also go over it yeah well and because hayato said specifically when the, when you see him in the first scene he says you know Ma- uh, minoski particles to maximum you know dispersal uh which means they can't use radar anymore um so any of the tracking systems in the missiles and the sh- the firing original firing all have to be hand calculated and done. And um, I mean, everything's moving and the Minovsky particles just make it hard for them to hit. Minovsky um, particles fix every weird thing in physics that you see yep. in Gundam. So yep. there we go. And then uh, Haman says, and it, again, this is like another throwaway, put a bookmark on it line. It's time for the fleet to land on earth. So I don't think we'll hear about this for another few episodes but she she issues the command for for all the neozeon fleet to land even though it's kind of already been implied this was already happening while they were traipsing around the desert yeah i think it was just i I mean i think we're led to believe that maybe she has like a vanguard fleet that's there and i guess the rest of her fleets maybe orbiting earth something an advanced fleet or Yeah. yeah whatever it's yeah. Anyway, they're they're bringing more ships. Yep. Also, August Guidon's Guidon's Dryson team is launching. Oh boy. Yep. Yep. And he's. I think we've seen this guy. We've seen August a few times, but we've never had him named until this point. Um, he's just been a weird looking guy that's had his own unique animation. <laughs> so you know he's he's going to be important. Crazy uh-huh. hair color. Yeah. So, Paul directs Mondo to where Judo is um, while everybody's still involved in fighting. Like, 
Bondo's like, you don't, how, how do you know where he is? And she's like, she like, or she's like, he's like, you can't find him in all of this. And like, Mondo's she basically says, can you explain how this works? And she just doesn't do it. She just go that way. Yeah. She like closes her eyes and like curls into a ball. And then is like, he's that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is where everybody, we see a lot of the street fighting, building to building combat. Um, that's really cool. Um, Bicha and L uh, are approached by the GM team that have their uh, what are what are those called? Riders? Damn Not it, the. I hoped I was hoping you had looked it up. I wrote <laughs> down uh, hover thingies. Yeah, that's let's go with the hover thingies. They they have names, but they're the hover thingies. I I want to say base jabbers, but something along those lines. I, I know they're called dodis, like the Xeon ones in the in Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, that's the only one of these things I can ever remember. Look, they're big mobile suit hoverboards. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, Beach and L steal them from the GM team, who's like, what the fuck? I thought we were on the same team. But no, Elle's like, no, fuck off. I need this. Well, well, then she says to the guy, no, we need this because the double Zeta's pilot is missing. And then I guess Caraba also has their share of uh, idiots that don't know how to do anything but fight in mobile suits because this guy's like, oh, <laughs> like his facial expression changes. He's like, oh, well, no, yeah, you definitely need that. I think I understood what you said, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we we get um, one of the – it's not the first. We've seen this like once or twice before, but we get AMX-009 Dreisen on the, the screen. second time for the same suit. <laughs> they did this in episode 22, but I guess now we're on 28 – it's a couple of months later in broadcast world time. We haven't seen the thing, so maybe Why let's just remind Why the fuck does the Dreisen get this, this, this treatment? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they did a 1-100 kit, and it wasn't selling. They went, put that thing back in the damn show. <laughs> maybe? <laughs> I mean, do, do they, do they track things? Why are you using things? doms? <laughs> do they track them that, that granularly? Granularly? I don't know. I doubt it, but... Honestly, I would have more faith that they did in 1988 in Japan than they would now. Really? I would figure it was uh, the other way around. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was episode 22. I'm, I'm trying to see if there was if there's a 1-100 kit for it. I mean, I was just talking. I mean, I, don't, I have no idea. There's a one. That. There's a 1-144 for sure. I'm not even sure they were doing that scale. I think they did. I think they had master grades back then. Yeah, they they did not have. Though they did not have master grades back then. Really? They did not have master grades until like '95, I think. Or well, six. they didn't call them master grades, but they had one one hundreds, didn't they? There, there's that's a different thing. Okay. I'll send you one of my like. Well, I don't have any now. I'll send you one of these old wing kits that's a one one hundred and then a master grade, and you can you'll know the difference pretty quick. Yeah, so this one is uh it's HG it's a HGUC and it, man it's going for a lot of money. I guess these are pretty rare kits. So uh, my first search on eBay is 121, but I also see 80, 80, 106, 97. These are pricey well, kits. The supply of Gumpla has not recovered from pandemic demand. And so anything that has been out of print for any amount of time, it's 
it's going to be silly at this point. They reprint kits a lot, but because of all kinds of reasons right now, you're basically getting new releases and not a lot of reprints. Mm -hmm. And so there's stuff that they just will keep making like stuff gets released and they'll make, I mean, they'll do 20, 30 runs of some of these high grades, right? Just keep them on the shelf. If they're selling, why not just run them plastic through a machine? We got the molds and tooling done. Um, but uh, a lot of kits have not had that rerun treatment in quite a long time. Yeah, I imagine this one's not a super popular kit. I think it's a pretty cool looking mobile suit, but not not one of the definitely not a top ten or anything like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So August is like, I've got you, Gundam, <laughs> and uh, then we don't see him for a few more minutes. Um, so Judo and Lena. Uh, looks like they landed on a desert island. We we see the the core fighter kind of like stuck in the dirt, uh, and Pull and Mondo pull up to it, um, and they open up the cockpit, and both Lena and, and uh, Judo are kind of like passed out in in the, the cockpit, um, and Pull tells Mondo to go out and get get medicine from the the suit to to help get them both in good shape. Um, and then Poole wakes Lena up uh, after specifically telling Mondo not to um, and tells tells her that uh, Lena needs to get away from Judo um, because, you know, he is going to die because of her if because he's not able to focus and fight. Uh, and so, like, this kind of freaks Lena out and um, she's like, OK, well, let's let's get out of here and see in a little bit um so mondo rue and bicha all show up again um with the medicine kit and they're surprised to see that pole and lena are no longer there um and then we get introduced very briefly to amantha pola who is uh glimmy's waifu number three i guess of this of the series um random pilot chick She's that's named too old for glimmy uh, yeah well i mean it, not uh, wa- mama waifu maybe yeah maybe like when he's sad he he like lays his head in her lap and she i don't want to keep going on that <laughs> <laughs> um so <laughs> so uh pull is walking away uh walking lena away from the site to the cabin they find randomly on this uh, deserted island. Um, and then Lana finds and grabs a stick and turns on Paul and says she knows that that Paul wants to be close to Judo uh, and calls Lana or calls Paul a cyber new type. And Paul's like, hey, what's a cyber new type? What is this thing? Um, and then Paul pulls a, I don't know, a monkey wrench on. <laughs> <laughs> on a metal pipe or yeah. something. <laughs> they find all these convenient weapons on this deserted island in this this random area. Um but yeah, she says that she is um jealous of Judo's attention and that she doesn't have a family and Glimmy, you know, drugged her and put creepy machines on her head every day while Lena got all the positive treatment from Glimmy and from Judo and she's just 
you know, she's just a neglected, abused child and she deserves better. Um, she knocks Lena over and Judo hears them arguing as Poole is choking Lena out with a pipe. So this is back where we get back to, I mean, and I mean, obviously if they're fighting, the adrenaline thing could be kicking in, but this just goes back to like, Lena goes from like, you know, she's acting like she's about to die to like, she's walking around a deserted Island pretty fine. And then she's like brawling with a new type and <laughs> getting choked out. And it's just inconsistent. Uh, weirdness, but you know, that's fine. Um, so Judo runs up on them and tells Paul that he likes both of them. But if Paul doesn't, you know, back off, he's like, if you keep doing things like this, I'm going to be forced to hate you. Like you're, you're, you're kind of forcing my hand here. There's um, a, there is a, a brutal Judo now is going two episodes straight with a brutal rejection. Uh, because Paul is like breaking down, like Judah, I love you so much. That's why I have to do this. And Judah replies back, "I like you too, Paul." <laughs> yeah, it was that was the Xenoblade two and all you guys moment there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so he he says that you know they can be all of, all of them can be siblings, and he says you know you know this is Glemmy's fault. He he made he made you fight Paul, uh, and he made Lana be a, a a lady. Like he's the one that's putting people into these bad situations. It's not you know her fault. Um, and then Paul breaks down crying, uh, and. Uh, you know, uh, Elle gets hit pretty hard at this point. She's yeah, well, well, Pull's tantrum is interrupted by her mobile suit battle. Yeah. But I like that Pull's tantrum lasts for basically one sentence where she gets out the actual God's honest truth for once. She says, no one's ever coddled me the way I want before. <laughs> yeah. So as she's crying, we see Elle uh, getting uh, blasted and and their battle to defend the, the island at this point. So uh, Glimmy and his group and um, August and his group have all um, approached the island and are starting to fight uh, pretty intensely. Yeah. And so like you see that Judo, Paul and Lena all sense that they're kind of getting overwhelmed at this point, like being defensive and Lena's like, yeah, go help. And Paul's kind of looking like, you what? You're really just going to, like, be okay hanging out with me? Okay. And she's like, yeah, okay, Judo, yeah, I'll take care of Lena while you fight. And Judo, instead of thinking about what literally just happened, is like, okay, uh, I'll choose to trust you. I mean, it turns out he's okay, too, but not, not didn't really hesitate very much. Yeah, I mean, they, they tell Judo to go defeat Glimmy because Glimmy is a dangerous man. And Paul's like, yeah, I'll watch Lena while you fight. And everybody's, yeah, everybody's okay with this situation, which is. Yeah. But now, so Judo then, once he leaves, we have, you know, and he, he's coming up on the core fighter, but the battle is going on all around him. He has a full on like action hero jump with an explosion in the background <laughs> into the core fighter where he somehow gets himself turned around and seated as he lands from his jump. 
and then closes it up and oh man it won't start but he's like ah oh, let me try the tried and true slam bang a really hard method <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know why i like this sequence so much like all that needed to happen was he gets in the core fighter and takes off and somebody went what if we have him jump by an explosion i don't know if i liked it or if i hated it like <laughs> it was it was equal parts like all right that's dumb and all right that's pretty cool to me <laughs> listen i feel like these are the kinds of things that you know, if you just wanted a serious war drama, I don't think you watch mecha anime. Sometimes mecha anime can give you some serious war drama, but other times I want 86? to be reminded. Right. But, okay, 86 would not do this. But <laughs> for this show, at least with its tone from the outset, I want it. I want this particular show to do things like this. Yeah, I mean, uh, all, all of the gundams have been are kind of goofy at points and double zeta has its own unique like brand of goofiness like that it works i mean yeah i mean this is a show about a ragtag group of new types from a janky colony that bright stumbled on when they were licking their wounds ends up you know oh spoilers uh, you know, taking down a power that no one could beat in the previous war through their antics and things. So, like, let's do more antics. It's okay. Bright stumbles into success constantly. I mean, <laughs> you there's can't no argue other with the results. There's, yeah, there's no other ex- other explanation, but it's fine. Um, Bright. Bright is undefeated in everything. And definitely parenting too. <laughs> Greatest dad ever. Um, yep. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. So judo takes off and is going to meet up with the other two f- core fly- fighters. And he, uh, manages to kind of like sideswipe Glimmy and like throw him off of his game. Uh, and then we learn that the, that off judo of ha- hover thingy. Yeah. His hover thingy. The, no, it's a Dodai because it's the Xeon version. No. <laughs> it's, They're all... I, I think they drew them all the same. So uh, we learned that Judo had ejected the core base uh, when they uh, had crash-landed onto this island. So they're unable to transform. So they had to go get um, the core base. And uh, Pull New Type communicates to everyone that they need to find the core base... And Eno finds it um, and points it out to Mondo, who's like, he's like in a, it's not a ball, but it's basically like, it's, it's like a, it's like a mobile worker, isn't it? I don't know. Mondo's in the Mega Rider. Oh. Because is it Mondo that like shoots the thing to it and like pulls it out of the dirt? So Mondo shoots a cable from the Mega Rider, and then L uses the Mark II. Oh, like the, okay. the Mark II's riding on the Mega Launcher. Mega it Rider, just looked sorry. weird to me. For some reason, it looked like a mobile worker of some sort, but maybe... Mm. It is orange. The Mega Rider is orange. So, but And the Mark II is on it. It's like riding on it. And L jumps off of there and has this like towing cable and she hooks it to the core base and then they start to like pull it out. 
yeah, they, they managed to pull it out of the dirt. And um, at this point, they see the Argama in the distance approaching. So the Argama and the Gundam team and the Aldumla are all finally in the same area for the yeah, first and, time in a really long time. And, and Bright, that one dude from Anaheim isn't on the ship, so he's like, we're firing that cannon. <laughs> um, so Haman retreats the Satellon to Dakar because she does not want the argument to use its mega particle cannon. So she's like, nope, nope. Bright has morals. He won't fire into a city. He's like, we can use this city as human shields. Yep. And they do. Yep. Human shields are also a theme for the next few episodes. <laughs> um, so Haman retreats. Uh, no, I already said that. Um, August and his group um, show up and Glimmy is uh, fighting to keep the, Z- the double Zeta from docking. Um, and we see flash over to Lena being feverish and, and pull is trying to kind of take care of her. as She's like got her covered up in the, um, in the, the little cabin that they found. Yeah. Well, she's Lena has been participating in our suddenly can do new type telepathy. And so she tries to communicate something to judo, like something's behind him, but he doesn't, it doesn't seem to like get through all the way. Like he got it, but he looked the wrong way and then he got yeah. attacked from behind. Uh, so yeah, she is, uh, in the cabin all covered up in like a blanket. And then, uh, we flash back to the Argama and bright bright was like, not going to fire for a little while, but the cannon was still charging. Uh, they're like, well, the cannon's charged now. And he's like, ah, fuck it. Let's fire on him on. <laughs> well, so a couple things, uh, one, uh, pole leaves the cabin thing. Yes. Right. Yes, Lena's feverish. She says, I need to go and get something to cool you off. And then, yeah, that, now what uh, Bright says, though, is fired over the east edge of the city. And so then when you see it hit, it looks like it either hits the saddle on, like, on the side, like, grazes it, or it just misses a little bit because they're trying they're trying to, like, thread the needle on this shot. Yeah, it you looked like really... they missed to me, but enough yeah. to, like, enough to kind of, like, make an explosion that kind of threw it off, off kilter. Enough that you get Haman's inner monologue of, like, how how dare you make me have a close call? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, dude, what are you doing? Um, so, yeah. Yep. So, um, so that kind of puts her ship out of the battle temporarily, even though it's not really damaged. It's just not involved directly. Um, and then August and his troops decide that they are going to peace out and leave Glimmy to take care of himself. Uh, which Glimmy is super not happy with. Uh, and then he gets like hit by judo. Um, and then, uh, Pola, who we mentioned earlier, who is, uh, uh, Glimmy's mommy character, um, starts fighting, uh, judo. Uh, so Rue Glab, Rue sh- sneaks up behind Glimmy and just grabs his suit um and in the zeta and just basically tussles with them on the ground while judo and pola go at it um uh glimmy tells rue that she she can kill him because you know death by it from anybody else would just 
not be okay. But, you know, as long as it's Rue, it's okay. She can kill him. Uh, and then he, like, sneak attacks her and, like, pushes her away. And uh, she's like, what? I thought I could kill you. Like, I thought we were cool about this. mobile suit equivalent of the elbow to the gut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Rue falls, falls away. Uh, and as she's falling, she um, shoots Pola's dwaj. Um, and the dwaj just starts falling to the ground. Um, and we see it slowly, slowly, slowly falling to, uh, the cabin that Lena was staying in. Well, uh, L shoots at it while it's falling, which makes it go just even more out of control. Yeah. She's well intended. Hey, I'll help. I'll blow it up. And yep. Just, yeah. Yep. And so the Dwaj falls and explodes on Lena's hut. And so our assumption now is both Lena and Pola are gone. Um, Glimmy senses Pools crying as Judo finds a bloody shoe. So the battle's kind of over at this point. Um, and it, uh, Judo finds this shoe, the, the glass slipper with blood all over it, basically. Um, and then Pool cries as Judo kind of just like, what the hell were you doing? I thought you were taking care of her. Um, he's like, why did you leave her alone? And she was like, well, no, I was like going to go get a towel for her. She was feverish. And so I kind of like went out to, to, to help her out. And, um, I mean, he's, he doesn't really respond to her after that, but, um, then Glimmy shows up in his Bawu again, uh, it gets out of it. And, um, they, there's a conversation between the two of them where Judo tells Glimmy that Haman shot Lena. Uh, and Glimmy actually is kind of upset about this whole situation. Um, and then we see some of the suits flying past the island, and Glimmy calls the Federation forces uh, cowards for running away because he's, he's still there to fight, uh, even though he's not in his suit doing anything threatening uh and he tries to get pull to show up and uh come with him to uh get the hell out of there and she's like no fuck you dude um and then uh judo refuses to believe that that lena has died and is like looking for her body looking for anything other than the bloody shoe uh and rue uh, basically tells Judo to stop being a bitch and not let her death be in vain. Um, this Rue sees him crying about this shoe and she walks up to him, grabs the shoe and throws that into yep. the burning fire. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, Paul tells Judo that she would take Lena's place and kind of like gets up in his face and he just like pushes her away on her head. Like he like puts his hand on her forehead, just like pushes her away. Um, and she cries while the shack continues to burn. Hey, Luke. I had a good time getting back here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was that was it. That was uh, the end of Lena. It felt like meaningful for me for her to for this like in terms of character development for Judo. It felt kind of meaningful for this to happen but also kind of like a bit of a tease because he's been chasing after for her for so long and it gets her back for like a second and then she's going again yeah it's uh i had seen it before but i, I forgot the whole 
the whole sequence of like how these two episodes went together. And I, I kind of thought like she, she had been more injured than she was by the, the gunshot at first. So no. And it seemed like such a minuscule thing. It like grazed her side or whatever. Right. And, and it just, it didn't seem that substantial and it just got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Like I, said, I think they, Luke, you weren't here for this part of the conversation, but I think it's implied that she's bleeding out and they don't really have the right stuff to treat it properly. They're just trying to like buy some time until they can get her proper attention. Um, and I think that's why her condition deteriorates because she's still bleeding out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Poor judo. Judo. Uh, these, I didn't really like, I didn't really like what they did with Rue here. They made Rue kind of, I don't know, kind of a bitch. And this, this is, goes on for a little bit, but like, this is this is one of those things where I think Rue starts off as being one of the one of the better done female characters, um, similar to like um, what's her name and Zeta, Emma. Like her and Emma are start are usually one of the, some of the better characters, but the this current arc that Rue has started on is not the best arc for her oh. character wise. But it is similar to Emma in the respect that Emma was more soldier discipline. Yeah. Foil to someone like a, Cam- a Camille. And here it's reminding us that Rue is actually you know, with Anaheim and the Ayug as a volunteer soldier. She is not Bright's latest group of hoodlums that he picked up and gave mobile suits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of, I'm, I'm with you, Scotty. It kind of was a juxtaposition of her being like not a starry-eyed kid, which is you, we kind of forget with all of the stuff that they're going through. That they're like what, fourteen or something like that. Yeah, that's how I think that's how old Judo is. I think technically he's younger than than Camille by like a year or two, but like <laughs> his animation, he looks like a few years older. He is just drawn like a grown man at this point. I yeah. Mean, Maybe maybe that's Shangri La Space Colony. You just you know by thirteen you're just you're grown. Like a gravity, right? Yeah. I, you know, I remember some of the, the there were like a few guys in middle school that I when I was in middle school that had like uh, like goatees, and I was yeah. <laughs> that's judo. All right, uh, we got anything else for these two episodes? Nah, I don't. All right. Well, then we'll see you again in two weeks. Thanks for following on, uh, listening, and uh, follow us on Twitter at New Type Flash Pod, and wherever else we uh, post this. Feel free to communicate with us. Two weeks. Peace. Upper... There we go.